Hello and welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I am your host, Michael Martin, and I am joined, as always, by my Thunder buddy, Joe Masato. Joe is out on the road currently in Salt Lake City. How are you doing today? Michael, I um, I feel rejuvenated by the crisp mountain air, the the altitude, the the scene of it all. Um, in all seriousness, I'm I'm having a great time. I'm enjoyable. Got up early this downtown Salt Lake City to the University of Utah, which is about 15 minutes away, and that's where the um, the All Stars practiced and held media interviews. We did the same thing yesterday with the Rising Stars. So. Just talked to Shay for a long time today, came back to the hotel, wrote up a story, um, and uh, here I am talking to you. Joe what the Machine Machado. Machado, <laughs> right there. Exactly. Uh, well, first off, let's get into it with the Rising Stars Challenge, which was last night, which is part of why we're recording on Saturday instead of Friday. We thought we'd want to discuss that, thought it'd be a lot of fun. But Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams go one and one with Team Joakim Noah as they beat um, team Jason Terry, a.k.a. the G League Showcase team with Scoot Henderson, who goes out there as the headliner but only goes one of five from the field. What did you see in the first game? Yeah, I was uh, – at first it was like, oh, gosh, this is rough even by, like, all-star type game standards because it was like I the G Leaguers don't even belong out here. And, like, obviously it's uh, not super competitive, but um, – Team Team Joe Kim let their foot off the gas for a little bit and made it a close game. Uh, Giddy was the standout in that game. Somehow he was a plus twenty in a game that was played to forty. They they took him out for a few minutes and everything came crashing down. I think Giddy had six assists. So clearly he is suited for this All Star type setting when he can just throw to Evan Mobley, um, kind of kind of show off his passing skills. J Dub. Tell you what, nothing is given on Team Joakim because J-Dub came off the bench in Game 1. He's a full-time starter for the Thunder, but but couldn't crack the starting lineup, at least in Game 1, um, for the fighting Joakim Noahs. In Game 2, he actually started at center, I noticed. They had Evan Mobley coming off the bench, which was ridiculous. So now J-Dub can say he has started at every single position this season, not only for the Thunder, but he's done it also in the um, Rising Stars Showcase. What what do you think of just the the Rising Stars games in general? I mean, I liked it. You mentioned uh, Josh. He ha- he took one shot and he was a plus twenty in a game to forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like Quentin Grimes was like the only guy scoring for him uh, for for Giddy and, and J Dub's team. He had twenty points. And Jose Alvarado got like this very glittery ball trophy for being the Rising Stars. MVP. So, um, yeah, it was like the best part of it really from like a story aspect was uh, rushing down there after the game. There's like a mixed zone where all the players have their own tables and everything like that. Giddy and J-Dub were right next to each other. Arena, it was earlier than we needed to be, but yesterday got to their practice in Mediaville at about 7 a.m. And then they went through practice. They did their media thing and then they're playing, you know, not high intensity games, but they're playing late, then have another media availability. And I kind of just wrote the story of like these guys are around each other all the time and then they spend this whole day with each other. And both of them talked about how cool that was to Giddy said it was ten times better to do it with the teammate. Obviously it was his second time there. I imagine J Dub will be back here next year um as a sophomore in the Rising Stars game. But I like the format. I like the 
the the draft and everything that comes with it. So overall, I thought it was pretty cool. There's nothing like I don't think we're going to remember from a Thunder perspective about this year's Rising Stars game, um, but it was at least cool to have a couple of guys in it. I'll remember, I don't know if you guys got access to this, but hearing uh, Josh mic'd up for like 90% of the game in the first game was a lot of fun. Okay, tell me, I, I asked him about that because Jenny Carlson texted me during the game and and she said, my, or, uh, Josh Giddy's mic'd up. And I asked Josh afterward, and he said he loved it. He said he would like to do it in a regular season game, even though he knows that's not going to happen, which he's right about that. But hey, who knows down the road? Um, but yeah, tell us what that was like. He was just talking about his favorite players in the league and the guys who he models his game after in the season that they're having this year and being a point guard and some other stuff. It wasn't as fun as Jose Alvarado, uh, Alvarado in the game before that, where... Um, I don't know, the FCC might not be too happy. He had some colorful language forgetting that he was mic'd up. But he also had some stuff where Jose, where he'd catch the ball, and they go, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm driving, I'm shooting this. And he just goes over and just drains the three and hits the layup. It was a lot of fun. But Josh, it was uh, cool, too, because he'd get mid-conversation with the commentators, and then all of a sudden he'd yell at somebody to rotate on defense, or he'd yell at somebody to cut and just like completely forget what he was talking about, and he'd snap right back in. He's like, oh, as I was saying, you know, uh, with my shoes and coming from Australia, this and that. But it, it, was, it was fun. He's, as we know, one of the better media guys on the team. I, I have to go back and listen to the audio. Um, I, I I would look forward to that. Alvarado, by the way, just a just a gem of a guy to talk to. Um, my my goal at media day yesterday with the Rising Stars was to not talk to Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams. And while that might not make sense, given that I cover the Thunder, I wanted to ask as many other Rising Stars as I could about the games of Giddy and J Dub, and all of them were very complimentary. Jose Alvarado especially. Actually, the two Pelicans guys uh, both had good stories. Trey Murphy said that he was he was in the, their practice facility when J-Dub came in for his pre-draft workout. And he was like, at the time, you know, J-Dub was still late first round projection. And Trey Murphy said when he saw him, he was like, this guy's not a late first round. And Trey Murphy was right about that. So maybe he has, maybe he's a future GM for all I know. He's the ghost GM of the Pelicans is Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy is the do-it-all man. He was at Media Day today with a camera towering above all of us and asking questions. So he's he's coming for it for everyone's job. How Our good. job, Sam Presti's job. And yeah, seeing Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams play with a big like Evan Mobley was um maybe maybe a glance at the future. I mean, if if Chet Holmgren can can be Evan Mobley, heck, maybe his ceiling's higher than that. But if you can if you think that you have an Evan Mobley type, then they're in good shape. Yeah, it was very interesting watching the two-man game between Giddy and Mobley where he might I think Josh had six assists in the first game and it felt like four mm-hmm. of them were all like in back to back to back to back possessions just to Evan Mobley on like a basic pick and roll where Mobley got positioned, ducked under and just dunked it on somebody. Jada by the way, very winded, uh talked after the game about how much the altitude has affected affected him, um which is notable because the Thunder's back in Salt Lake City on Thursday. And they have another trip later in the season. They played the Jazz four times, two in Salt Lake. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe Josh Giddy was was not as affected as much. Josh Giddy, by the way, who entered the arena in a blue fur coat, inspired by the one and only Justin Bieber. Um, Giddy said he wore just. Giddy said he saw Justin Bieber wear the coat. 
told his guys, everyone's got guys. I, I don't know what guys I tell, hey, give me this coat. I don't have that guy in my life. But anyway, Giddy told his guys, give me this coat. They got it custom made, and it arrived just before this weekend. So uh, he said it was the boldest thing he's ever worn. And um, Shay said that Giddy has the second most drip in the NBA behind himself. Wow, that's pretty high praise from Shay. I imagine he saw that jacket and was immediately on his phone with his guy or whoever it is. And he's like, we need to top this. Whatever the red shoes were. Do I have a guy? Yeah, like if you see something you want to wear, you, you call someone up and they they ship it to you custom fitted? Um, No, no, I don't have that guy. It's more of just like sending something to a friend. I'm like, hey, do you think this would look bad or good or something like that and that that's the most of it you at least have your wife who can like somewhat sift some things out for you being a bachelor it's a little bit more um running in blind just hoping for the best that's what these guys are doing man i mean they're uh they're getting crazy but yeah the the outfits will be interesting to see this weekend and then um one thing before we move on to the next topic i remember just now because you read it who didn't even know mark was the head coach and he's working out with him, and he's like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's, like, really good. Just had no idea yeah. until after. It, it was Mike Scotto of Hoopsype, um, and, and it was a fun anecdote. Listen, J-Dub has turned out great. He had no idea what was going on in his workout, I guess, because he, he didn't know that was Mark Dagnalt, which, hey, I don't know. Maybe this is um, – maybe it's easy to say this in hindsight – but I would like to think that if I was going in for do some research, didn't do that work. Sam Presti worked him out. He, he told us that in a, in a separate interview. It's like Sam Presti did not work him out. I don't think Sam is – I'm sure he's observing these workouts, but I, I don't think he's, like, running them through them. So um, I have no idea what happened on J-Dub's workout. Neither does he, but it worked out wonderful for both parties. When's the last time you think Sam even touched a basketball? Well, you know, there's there's the famous stories of him making sure the balls are all, like, situated the same way. And that's about all he does uh, is make sure they look nice and pretty on the ball rack. 70% of his job, just spinning the ball, make sure it's faced the right way when guys walk in so they can just grab it off the rack. But hey, uh, what, what, was a college basketball player. I don't know if he still has it. He's still in pretty good shape, so who knows? We need to see. I think they used to play pickup games back in the day. They're not like a Joe Missoula, though, going out there and – going full speed, hurting himself and hurting other assistant coaches in pregame playing warm-up. Yeah, Joe, Joe Mazzula. Interesting man. Speaking of taking the balls off the rack, the guys are going to be doing that tonight in the NBA three-point contest, which Isaiah Joe was snubbed again. Joe, no more Joe time. We're not getting it in All-Star Weekend as Julius Randle was selected as Anthony Simon's injury replacement for tonight's event. What were your overall thoughts on that? Well, listen, no one wants to see Julius Randle in the three-point contest, but the NBA was in a tough position. Uh, I mean, they were at the point where anyone who was a late exit from the event, instead of trying to get someone there, I mean, these guys are going on vacation, stuff like that. They're just going to add someone who's already in Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend. So that's why it made sense that they added Randle. Um, Joe was you could call him a snub um i i wrote about just what he's what he's meant to the thunder and their three-point resurgence um you, you can read that at oklahoman.com 
Isaiah Joe is actually he actually fell to second, by the way, in three point percentage, trailing Malcolm Brogdon. But I looked this up, and it's not only Joe who is snubbed. Brogdon's not in it. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, who is third, he is not in it. Uh, now there's Luke Kennard, Damian Lee, Desmond Bain, Steph Curry, which, you know, it's not like he was snubbed. I'm sure he was invited. Um, but Buddy Heald at eighth in three-point percentage is the is the first guy who is actually in the contest. So, you know, Isaiah Joe, while I like his name, he doesn't have great name recognition, and that's kind of what these events are about, um, except for the slam dunk contest, just because they can't get anyone to participate in that that has a big name. Um, but I think that was the reason why. However, takes nothing away from from the reins that Isaiah Joe has graciously given to Oklahoma City after two years of prolonged drought. That's a great point, though, about having a guy who's replaceable in the three-point contest who's already there in Salt Lake City because I've, I've even seen Isaiah Joe was already in Fort Smith, Arkansas yesterday on his Instagram story or something like that. So I'm sure he'd be willing to fly out there, but it would have been a little bit different. But just some interesting stuff. I You mentioned it, uh, that they got him probably as a replacement. I wonder who the other guys who were, that were asked first before. All right, Julius is here. Let's ask him because... This person, this person, this person all said no. That is an interesting question. Um, you know what would have been a good idea? I I always think of Trey Murphy more as a shooter than a dunker. Just have Trey Murphy do both. He's already the star of the show, as we've talked about. Um, he's a much better shooter than Julius Randle. Um, but yeah, that that is a good question. I'm wondering, it's like... Would they get down to like the the eighth man on Team Jason, the G League uh, Rising Stars team, and you know throw out I don't know Mojave King, whose name I know just because I saw him last night and uh, was buddies with Josh Giddy in Australia. But I, I don't know if they're throwing him out there. You people love Mac McClung. Just put Mac McClung in everything. I hey, when people are listening to this, dunk contest is probably over. I don't think Mac McClung's going to win. And don't clip this or anything like that if he doesn't. But he missed that, that one nice dunk that he attempted last night in the Rising Stars game. And I don't think that's a good omen. I don't think so either. But he did promise he's going to do two different dunks that have never been done in dunk contest history. So the expectations are high. Well, here's the deal. I think he's right about that. I, I, just, I don't think he's going to do them. I think he'll attempt two dunks that have never been done. We'll see if he dunks. We'll see if he actually dunks it, though. Um, I don't even know who I want to win. Trey Murphy, I love that guy. I mean, um, Jericho Sims just, like, jumps like he's on a trampoline everywhere he is on the floor. But, I don't know. Yeah. Thinking of other replacements, it would have been fun. Anthony Edwards, just because of his sheer confidence that he would just go out there, he's like, I plan on making every single shot. But, yeah, Isaiah Joe snubbed. There were some other different three-point shooters who were in it who I was just like, why exactly are you here just based on the percentages and somewhat reputation? Um, Cause I don't know whenever I don't, when I think of three point shooting, I don't really think of Jason Tatum as a 36% three point shooter, but he was in there for a very, very long time. But it feels like all the stars who would usually go to the dunk contest are now just competing in the three point contest. I think that's right. Three point. Um, I think guys would much rather participate in the, in the three point contest than, than the dunk contest just because I mean, 
so much more attention is on you in the dunk contest. People are always so critical of it and like, oh my gosh, the dunk contest is dead. And like, you know, if you miss a three-pointer, well, you know, who cares? You're going to get eliminated and whatever. But if you're out there like missing dunk after dunk after dunk, uh, you become a meme. So guys do not want that. Guys want to keep their reputation. So, um, yeah, that's why you see these these level of names. I mean, we talked about Hamadou Diallo, Thunder Legend, the other day, and he, he kind of falls into that group. Yeah, it should be interesting. You mentioned it earlier, um, talking to not talking to J-Dub and Josh, but you talked to a bunch of other guys around the Rising Stars game about their opinions of different Thunder guys. You mentioned Trey Murphy first overall. Um, what are some of the other good tidbits you got from some of those guys about the Thunder's um, duo of uh, Rising Stars? Yeah, so um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up here because I I wrote about it. Um, all of them, I, I mean, all of them had interesting stuff to say. I'll pull out uh, a few a few ones here. Um, Andrew Nimhard, I thought had good perspective, not only on J Dub, but on Chet Holmgren. Andrew Nimhard played with Chet at Gonzaga, played against J Dub. Um, in the West Coast Conference, and um, said J-Dub, first goal on both sides of the floor, can play the one, two, or three, which, as we've talked about, is short-changing short J-Dub. He's a player I think can fit in with a lot of different players. Um, Quentin Grimes had really good things to say about Josh Giddy. He said he's a walking triple-double every time he gets out on the court. Um, Alvarado, uh he said he on Giddy, he's ahead of his time. This is his second year, right? And I, I just nodded my head, but it's like, well, I think you know it's not his first, which means it has to be his second because only rookies and sophomores are invited. But anyway, uh, Alvarado said he's playing like a vet, and on J-Dub, he's going to be good. He's really good. He's learning. He's getting comfortable finding himself. So, you know, all these guys – most of them knew each other even before they made it to the NBA, just from different like summer circuits and camps and pre-draft workouts and all of that stuff. So um, I'm always interested They're Obviously they're not going to like be 100% honest and like be like, wow, that guy's trash. But um, it's, it's always good to hear kind of different perspectives. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, <clears throat> it also is just very fun anytime Josh is talking and he's talking about a guy who's younger than him and he calls him a kid even though he's 20 and the guy he's talking about is 19. Just small stuff like that I always very much enjoy. But uh, those guys, it must have been very interesting to talk to them. Um, it's just crazy the kind of rise that J-Dub has had that we've talked about before as a late bloomer in college and then is late bloomer in the draft and comes in the NBA and has just hit the ground running. Well, yeah, and you look at, like, I haven't sat down and really thought about it, but I know this is a popular exercise to do redrafts, and he's, like, a consensus top five guy right now. I mean, he's – I don't want to get too far out ahead, but, you know, there, there's a chance that maybe maybe if Chet doesn't live up to what, like, we think Chet is going to be, maybe J-Dub's good enough to be, like, a, a second piece on a, on a contending team. Um, and if he's your third best guy, that means someone really good is uh, your second best guy because he is he really is so versatile. He can fit in wherever they want. He's mature. He's smart. Um, the defense 
has been up and down, but that's just natural as a rookie. What's most important is he has the tools um, and the smarts to figure that out. And when he does, I think he could be a menace on that end of the floor. So I, I would say like when I'm just walking around or talking to colleagues or people who cover other teams, like J-Dub is the guy they ask me about the most just because it's like he is he's the surprise story. Like e- even more than Shea. I mean, people ask about Shea, but they kind of like get it now. But people are, are really starting to pay attention to what J-Dub's doing and, and just what he might mean to the young Thunder Corps. At the time with Tyrese Halliburton, it felt like he was falling and he should have gone higher. Mm-hmm. But it seems like more and more now that we look back at those drafts, the same with Halliburton, now J-Dub, where you go, why did that guy not go higher? He yeah. Because he played two years of college or three years, but he's good at literally everything and he can play a variety of positions. Why would he not go higher? And it feels like one of those that we're going to be later on when people are going to ask us, why didn't he after he makes an all-star game? And you're like... I don't really have an explanation for it other than he just didn't and he was a little bit older and maybe they thought his ceiling was lower, but he's turned into one of the better young players in the league. And like you mentioned, he's been a consensus top five, top six, seven. I've even seen him as high as three in some of these redrafts. People are very, very high on his potential. Yeah, and I think some of it is just like the the exposure. He, He was a late bloomer and then playing in a smaller conference, there's always the questions of, I mean, unless you're a unicorn like Chet, um, but if you play at Santa Clara, it's like, oh, what was the level of competition? How did he perform in the non-conference against good teams? Everything like that. And yeah, we're we're at the point where like, you know, playing a few years in college is not a red flag, but an orangish flag. Um, but he's, you know, he's not super old for. It's not like he's Chris Duarte. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 with you. It's it's one of those things where in hindsight, we're all going to be wondering, but you got to take yourself back to draft night because I mean, I had no idea what was going to happen, but even at the time, everyone's thought was, wow, you know, this guy was rising, but it still feels like a reach. And right now it doesn't look like a reach at all. Instead, it looks like he fell too far. Yeah, I remember coming into the draft, listening to all these podcasts and reading these things, and it just felt like this Jalen Williams was some type of mythical creature that kept rising up draft boards. And like, yeah, he went out and played five on five at the combine and just like beat up everyone. And you're like, okay, well, who is this? And you see he's slowly going from like 55th pick to 40th to 33rd. And then he's finally mocked in like the 16, 17 range, and the Thunder pick him at 12. But Definitely knocked it out of the park with that one. You mentioned talking to some different colleagues and media members about J-Dub. Did you hear anything interesting about any other guys on the team or J-Dub specifically or anything like that? Um, Not not really. It's more so, you know, they just want to ask me because, you know, everyone's well-connected and watches a lot of games, but it's my job to watch J-Dub play every game he plays. So just kind of get thoughts on him. Um people hypothesizing if the Thunder's going to make the play-in. And, you know, they're they're one of the, I guess, most feel-good stories in the, in the NBA right now with this rebuild that was in a dark place. But, I mean, expected to be dark, like intentionally, was, was like that for two years and thought that it was going to be a, a third year. And suddenly that that plan has, has sort of, it's not been like broken, but it's it's just been kind of out of their control. Like, wow, this team is just playing a lot better than we thought they were going to play. And people like talking about the Thunder, like talking about Sam Presti, who's um, 
for people who aren't based in Oklahoma City, I think always comes across as like this man of mystery. Like, what's Sam Presti up to? What's he's what is he doing? So, um, yeah, it's just a cool. It it's my first All Star game. It's just cool to to walk around, see different people. Um, I'll, I'll share some tidbits. I mean, I got off the elevator, got on the elevator to come up to my room to record the podcast, and. Our good friend Nancy Lieberman steps off. Nancy, of course, a legendary coach and player and now does um, some broadcasting for the Thunder. She's here. Um, I was on the elevator with Sean Marion yesterday. Super pleasant guy. Um, But, man, he'd get after you on the basketball court. Um, And, yeah, it's just just stuff like that. It's like, what is this? It's just like a – it's like we're all just – it's like a field day for the NBA, and, and we're all just here and having a good time. Yeah, um, he, I want to hit on the thing that you said about Sam, about him being this mythical guy, man of mystery, too. Do you think he's closer to like a Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mysterious guy or Wizard of Oz sort of thing? <laughs> I think more Wizard of Oz, like pulling the strings behind the curtain. Um, what's funny about Sam is that, like, when we get him on the record, we get him on the record for a long, long time. I, I mean, those, the, and I'm not complaining about this. I, I very much enjoy them. But the exit interviews last couple of years have lasted like two hours. And his preseason interview is very long as well. Um, but, you know, the Thunder didn't make huge moves. But most GMs have a press conference at the trade deadline. Sam didn't do that. It's basically at the start of the season, at the end of the season, around draft time, around lottery time. He'll, he'll do stuff like that. But I, I think it's because, like, in between these, you know, really long and, I think, insightful press conferences, he he doesn't say much, if anything, publicly. So I, I think that's kind of why he gets that perception. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, on the elevator, are you an eyes forward type of guy, or are you trying to make conversation with Sean Marion on the elevator? Sean Marion made conversation with me, more personal guy um, than I am, but I I welcomed it. I, I'm 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 getting in the elevator with Sean Marion. I know it's Sean Marion. Sean Marion has no idea who I am, so I'm not usually the guy to to say, "Oh, hi, hi, Sean, big fan." Um, but he was just making small talk. He's like, are there a lot of people in the lobby? I said, yeah, there's a lot of people in the lobby. Everyone's here. Then he got off the elevator. And um, he was here for some sort of meeting, I guess. But, yeah, it's it's fun, man. Looking forward to the Joe Masato tell-all memoir with stories like that about... <laughs> I, I got to find better stories than that one. Um, but but we shall see. I remember it like it was yesterday. I, it's hot. That's that's wow. the story, huh? Right in the Joe Masato memoir. Gave Danny, you gave Danny Angel weather report. No, that was a fake thing. That didn't happen. One thing that did. Oh my god! I was trying to do an impression of something that would happen to you for the memoir. Something that has happened. Okay, I had been saving this for a while. Um, about the thing that I did have a conversation with Russell Westbrook when I was like sixteen or something like this. I know I teased this to you before. Well, it was um, I saw him. Well, by himself the night after a game it was uh-huh. the and um went up to him and i was wearing his shoes and I'm like russ just huge fan i'm 16 17 years old shook his hand he's like thanks bro i didn't really know how to end the conversation because i was super awkward at the time so i just said 
and good game by the way last night and he looked at me with like that thousand yard stare of like i will murder you the game the night before joe was the night that steph curry hit the double bang three-point shot from like half court and because i was just (laughs) awkward and didn't know how to end the conversation so that's that's my one interaction with russell westbrook with a, a lot of highs and lows Hey, that's one more interaction with Russell Westbrook than I've had, and I, uh, I'm i always in fear of offending the Thunder fan base, but I'm grateful for that. Let's just say that. And then the last thing before we get out of here, do you have any bold takes for the All-Star game uh, coming up tomorrow night with Shea Gilgis-Alexander in it? Anything cool you think might happen? I am going to boldly suggest that Shea is the third pick in the draft um so i was watching the bulls bucks game the other night and it seems like Giannis is going to pick drew holiday which is boring but also way to take care of your guy lebron i don't know who lebron james is going to take whoever's an upcoming free agent (laughs) so kyrie irving Oh my gosh! Um, no, he can't. I, well, yeah, I guess he could. Um, Ky- Kyrie's starting though, so he he's going to be in a different pool than LeBron. Fair, uh, or than than Shea. Um, but yeah, maybe. I don't. Heck, I don't know. But I, I think Shea will be. What I'm trying to say is, I think Shea's pretty popular among fellow players, even more so than we realize. Um, I think guys really respect him and kind of what he's done with, with the Thunder through this rebuild. Um, so, I, so I think he's going to be one of the first picks. Also, another anecdote: getting off the getting off the plane in Salt Lake City, they've got this quarter mile tunnel in between concourses. You get to the end of the tunnel, and there's this giant poster: "Welcome to Utah, NBA All Star 2023." Two players on the poster, both huge cutout pictures of them one is Giannis Giannis quick quick lesson two-time MVP NBA champion seven-time all-star the other guy Shea Gilgis Alexander a first-time all-star without uh those other honors so listen I have no idea what what's going on at the uh screen printing place or whatever you call it where it's like okay what other guy are we going to put on here with Giannis but Shea wound up on that poster that thousands and thousands and thousands of people have passed his uh his face is all over the place over here everyone talks about his fashion and his style um he had reporters from Portugal and France and Australia and who knows where Oklahoma City uh asking him questions today so he he has arrived on the international stage, I would say, which is kind of cool to see. And like another thing, the Thunder just, <laughs> you know, I, I won't say like fell into, I mean, they've done a good job to position themselves, but from KD to Russ to a lesser degree, Paul George and Chris Paul. Um, and now Shay, it's like, he's that, he's that next guy. Yep. They wanted the two longest names on the same billboard between Giannis and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Hey, maybe, you you might have you might have just solved the mystery. What if it was like a just a way to take up space, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have this huge billboard. We don't know what to put on it. Put the back of these guys' jerseys on it. 
who has who has the longest names oh my gosh i hope that's the reason that would be brilliant i'm going to just operate it uh, under the assumption that's what it is but then my small bold prediction before we get out of here is that Shea takes um, the most threes that he's taken all of 2023, and it's going to be in the All-Star game. He's had four different games where he took four threes. I think that this is the night where it's just going to be just to tease us. He's going to take a bunch of threes. I, I don't see it, man. I don't, I don't see it. Um, maybe he will, though. He, he's got to get him in early because who knows what or if he'll play a, a lot of minutes in the fourth quarter. Um and I think when the game is on the line, when they really buckle down in the fourth, he'll stick to his like main game. But yeah, if he's if he's out there in the first three quarters when they're still having fun and and uh, jacks up some three pointers, yeah, maybe we'll see. I hope so. Then then it'll give us a natural way to ask him about shooting more threes. Knowing Shea, he's not going to do that just because of that. But it's all going to come down to the first step back three. If that goes in, then maybe we'll get an avalanche and see what he can do. But it's thought to be pretty interesting to see from him. Well, you mentioned he. You think he's going to be the third overall pick. You would be my first overall pick. I'll, I'll put it that way. Wow, very Michael. very heartfelt moment here. But thank you for coming on with me. I know you are you'd extremely my, busy. You'd be my seventh pick. No, I, I, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, thank you for having me on the Thunder Buddies podcast. I I wanted to do this, and I'm glad we could delay um, to at least talk about some All Star stuff that we've seen. And hopefully, I'll be back on. Tuesday or whenever we record next and, and we'll be able to talk about um, tonight's proceedings even though there's going to be no Thunder players in it but I'm going to head over there and hopefully grab some popcorn and sit back and relax and not do any work and then Sunday we'll be out at the All-Star game and um, yeah we'll have plenty to talk about next time we're on. Sounds good make sure to get your power nap in you've earned it I got one in yesterday I've not gotten a power nap today and uh no offense, Michael, but you, you ruined my opportunity by asking me to record this podcast. And that's just, well, that's why I'm the seventh pick. <laughs> but anyways, thank you all so much for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. As Joe mentioned it, we are going to be back on Tuesday with some more Thunder coverage coming out of All-Star Weekend. We are hitting our stride in the NBA season as the race for the play in the playoffs continue or if we see if the Thunder in the lottery. But a lot of great things upcoming. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at ThunderBudPod. Rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. And we'll be back on Tuesday.